Monty and the Pharaoh presents The 30, the only online pro wrestling game show. And now, here's your host, Bruce ESO Butler. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of The 30 where I challenge this group of elite wrestling experts with questions on the current events of the pro wrestling scene. Based on their answers, they are awarded points and the one with the most points at the end of the night is crowned The 30 World Champion. This is ESO, your referee, and now let's meet this panel. So first of all, to my right, he's the former and longest reigning The 30 World Champion. He is the self-proclaimed Smartest man in the room, he is Dan Sebastiano. Dan, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Looking up, forward yeah. to, uh, I, are you looking forward to you working your wrist when you move that title back over to uh, <laughs> steal, steal, steal a line? If I can do the, the signal here, we got. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Well, next we have the honor of having, not only is he the president of Thursday nights, he is also the 30 world champion. He is the president, Mr. Phil DeCessere. What's up, Phil? Reigning and defending. Former, you mean. <laughs> we shall see. I said, or I said I'm not going to shave this thing until I win. And well, oh, I won, Jesus. So oh, God. Expect next week to see something different. We'll <laughs> uh -oh. see. Uh-oh. A lot of displaced birds will be. Uh, oh, no. It's really sad. with a lot of things in Santa there. Claus is coming to town. <laughs> hey, we could get the chops like Dan over there. Come on. There you go. Uh -huh. I might just do that. Yeah. The gorilla monsoon chops. Yeah. Oh, well, will you stop. Well, next, Dan Spaziak from Buzzard Creek, Oregon. Yeah. Next, we have somebody who's going to enlighten us with some pros. He is the player, Benny Scala. What's up, Benny? Another episode of He's Pros the Player. Now, normally my, my pros are hookers and things like that, but this is going to be a serious one in, in light of uh, what's happened recently. So here we go. Uh -oh. The uh -oh. gates of heaven have opened to let in two legends of wrestling yore, born Al Rogowski and Michael Jones, as Ole and Virgil, they made their bones. So let's bow our heads in silent prayer and give thanks for the memories they left us to share. Hoorah! Yeah. Hoorah! Nice. Nice. Godspeed. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Thank you know God. what, Benny? For that, I got to give you some points. Oh, Thank come you. on! And I'm Look not going to insult you to lose my points. <laughs> come on! Come on! <laughs> Come on, where is he? Who is he? <laughs> so nice job, Benny. Thank you. Yeah, well, we lost a couple legends this past week. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Very so, nice. we, we may or may not have questions on that later. Um, yeah. Ooh. But last but not least, we have Centerville's own Joe Larry. What a day, Joe. What's going on? What, what a day. What a day. Happy Thursday out there. Thirsty Thursday, right? All that. Yeah. I got the Venmo all set up there, uh, referee. We're going to uh, get some good stuff going here. Maybe you can waive that 10% surcharge, huh? What do you think? Well, we will, we'll, we'll see. It depends, on the, uh, it depends on the donation amount. Oh, we, lo we lost somebody. Where, where did Dan go? Oh, Dan. no. Dan. Uh-oh. Dan already threw the towel in? What's up oh, with my. that? Oh, my. Is there a sneak attack or something on Dan? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm watching Dynamite. Did Dan go to Pops Unknown? I don't oh see Dan. Dan is uh -oh. not in the control room either. We're the wow. This is this is why we start uh -oh. early because the main show is coming up after this, so we got to get I, done on time. His cats got him. They're, they're oh, he's coming. Feet. Here he comes. He's coming back. Oh, there oh, he is. Okay, there he is. There he is. What was back. that? What happened, Dan? Where, where, where'd you go? Man, your Venmo must have cleared. You there tried to kick me off the show before it started. <laughs> Listen, Benny's the one that, who does those shenanigans. We know that. Ooh. I'm a member of Venmo Elite now, so here we go. <laughs> Not the VD Club, but the VE Club. I get yeah. it. There we go. There we go. Listen, guys, as you know, it's been yeah, another crazy nothing to clap about. Hey, it's been another crazy weekend in pro wrestling, and uh, so let's get this started. You guys know the rules. Lying, cheating, foreign objects, and all other distractions are allowed and encouraged. Uh, points are given based on amusing comments, trash talking, and bribery via PayPal, Cash App, Venmo. Credit cards are accepted. And, but please be advised, there is a 10% surcharge on that. So, <laughs> you guys ready for this first question? We're ready. All right. All right, let's do it. This past week, one of the founding members of the Four Horsemen passed away, Ole Anderson. There have been many versions of the Four Horsemen over the years with 15 different members. 
What version of the Four Horsemen was your favorite? And which one was your least favorite? And who had absolutely no business of ever being part of the Four Horsemen? So it looks like, uh, Playa, looks like you're going to start us off tonight. Are you ready? Ready. You are on to 30. So the question is, what is my favorite iteration and what is my least favorite? My favorite actually is the original with uh, with Oli, Oli, Arn, Tully, and Rick, with JJ as the manager. And I, you know, we we chatted a lot about Oli on uh, Dan and Benny in the ring with uh, George Shire, our good friend. But um, Oli, the way he was taken out of the Horseman, really made it a, a, a fun angle. You know, the the whole deal was, I guess, what was it? What they call him, the snot nosed kid. That only had to watch. He he had to take some time off to watch his son wrestle, and uh, that of course you know that irked the rest of the horsemen because you know to them it was you're a horseman twenty four seven. But he did a promo. I think it was with Bob Cottle talking about family. And Ole Anderson does not get his just due as a as a promo cutter. He was damn good on the mic, Ole Anderson. Uh, he that was one of the most real uh, promos I, I've ever heard. Now. As far as my least favorite, that is so damn easy because that is uh, when Paul Roma was a horseman. And in case you don't know who Paul Roma is, just look under uh, in the picture dictionary uh, under our drizzling shits and uh, <laughs> you will see Paul Roma. So, yeah, that that was that was an easy one. Uh, best. So best only least with Paul Roma. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice job, Benny. And he had a few seconds hey, left, though, left on the yeah. clock, but uh, you know he's a what? What a what a start! Ooh, look at that! What a start! Those uh, that five point bonus there. Yeah, that that kind of helped you out a little bit there. I think it's already over. Why play now? This is crazy. <laughs> Seventeen uh, points. How do you get that on the opening drive? My goodness. He didn't. If you look, it's the average. You only got about twelve. Hey, the Lakers came but... down from a came back from a twenty-one point deficit last night in the fourth quarter. Wait. 28 wow. to 3. That's all I got to say about this. Of course, nobody yeah. here is LeBron James, though, right? Well, hey, Joe, well, while you're talking, you might as well keep on going because you're on the 30. There you go. Go. Well, I only know the four horsemen one unit, and that is Ole Arn, Tully, and Flair. They are the original four horsemen. That is the uh, way it's always been for me. I know they're often imitated, never duplicated. I mean, think about it. I've gone to conventions and stuff, and it's been like Wyndham and somebody else there. But to me, Tully Blanchard personified it. You had different um, variations throughout the years. But I got to tell you, I love the flair, Ole Arn and Tully. They came along at a time when wrestling needed that faction. Uh, they made my Saturday nights worth watching. I mean, definitely with all the run-ins with Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA. I mean, the full horsemen to me, they just bred excitement personified Rick Flair with the 10 pounds of gold only an Arn at the tag titles at some point Tully was your uh, TV champion they had all the they had all the belts in the WCW or Georgia or whatever it was back then NWA to me it's going to be the original four horsemen it's, it's a no-brainer I know we're all generational on this and we all have our own genres and stuff but only Arn Tully Flair the original four horsemen uh, you know, they're often imitated, but never duplicated. I got to go with them. I'm going to leave 20 seconds on the clock just to tell everybody real quick how thank you all for being on the show tonight. I'm trying to kiss some ass here. And the production <laughs> value is unbelievable. The referee is the most amazing man in the world. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Thanks. <laughs> so, Joe, I'm only going to give you, I'm going to say average yeah, points on that. that. Yo, just Ain't because, no hey, listen, listen first the, 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 suck it up, the sucking up really paid off because you really, you ignored the second half of the question totally. So, What was the second half of the question? What was your least favorite? My least favorite? All of them, except for the first one. <laughs> there you go. I've got that's, a good answer for that. I know Dan's going to say it if I don't go. I know it. Well, let's see. There you go. Who's well, next we'll up see here. who goes first because I think oh, we're going the same thing. I think we are. Give it to me, Bruce. No. Oh, no, it's Dan. Oh, there's Dan. All right. Dan. All right, all right I'll give you one hint, Dan, all right? <laughs> if you say that, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah, let's go, Dan. Really say it. Look at those chops. Well, see, see chops. in the laugh, I can't help it. Uh, no, I, I, 
I think it's going to be across the board universal. All four of us best iteration is the first one. You had four of the best technical workers in the business at the time. And unlike anything you'd seen before, it wasn't a gimmick. They did fly the jets. They did party hard. There's stories of, of the, the boozing and the women and all this and the four horsemen, they were larger than life, both in and out of the ring. You're never going to top that. As for worst iteration, I might throw a little curveball here. I know the president and I are thinking the same thing. To me, the worst iteration was the very last one that WCW tacked on yep, at the very end. Absolutely. Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, where, where Dean was yeah. out there begging Arn, please reform the horsemen so so we oh, can do God. this. And you know, they were they were feuding with uh, NWO version 17.3 at that point. WCW was already in the toilet. It felt like a cheap cash grab. And uh, as much you know, good, bad, or indifferent of him as a murdering child killer psychopath uh whether chris what you think about chris benoit in the ring him chris benoit and dean malenko never fit the high-flying jumbo jet larger than life characters they were good in-ring talents but they were both charisma vacuums arn and rick flair i mean no no and i mean that charisma vacuums not only did they cut <laughs> shitty promos but people in the ring with them were worse like like rick flair was less interesting standing next to chris benoit. <laughs> then you tack you tack on a few valets you tack on david flair charles robinson as a referee because the, the horsemen now have to cheat to win it was a garbage <laughs> cash grab worst version in my opinion Wow, great job, Dan. Great job. Wow, look at that. If only AEW was around back then, huh? They'd be they'd fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Oh, President, it's your turn on the 30. You ready? I think so. Let's go. Hail to the chief. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll start with the worst. And you know, and um while uh, Dan has a very good point and it would be hard to argue against Ben Juan Malenko being the worst, worst incarnation. I have to say that Sting's cup of coffee with the horseman was likely the worst combo because obviously <laughs> Sting is a face at heart, okay? Um, and, and secondly, uh, he was just thrown in there because Tully was uh, out of commission. I don't, I don't know whether it was a, a drug deal or what it was. But anyway, Sting came in, didn't last long, and Oli said it best, you know, you were never a horseman to begin with. So, And the horseman actually had to run as faces, and the horsemen are cool heels, okay? They're not faces. They're bad guys, all right? As far as the best version, it's hard to argue against Oli because of the the Anderson lineage with Arn, I mean, with Lars and Gene. I mean, they were they were a threesome back before the Freebirds, and uh, they really set the stage for um, just brutal uh, sneak attacks and gang-ups and that sort of thing. But uh, second place, or a close tie to first, would be Barry Windham being a horseman, one of the best performers of the time, arguably the best. A partier extraordinaire, Big Barry was was quite, he's out all night and a little bit more himself, plus the cowboy boots. His dad was a cowboy, Blackjack Mulligan, so, I mean, he's a horseman, is he not? Big Bear, B.W., definitely. So maybe a tie, I'll give the nod to the Oli incarnation originally, because usually the first is the best, so. Nice there job, Phil. Nice job, nice job. Yeah, I also I, I agree I with you on that. One for free, I think I'm already repping it. Rep, rep, rep. <laughs> no, I have to agree with you guys. I mean, uh, Phil, I really, I enjoyed the Barry Windham uh, version too. That was a, that really was a good version. Um, Lex, the Lex Luger version was was okay at when and at that point. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I have to yeah, agree. Luger, Luger had the look for sure. Honestly, the uh, the peak. I hate to admit it. The peak Monday Night War uh, with with Flair, Arn, Mongo, and Benoit wasn't a terrible iteration either for what they were trying to do. Yeah, but so, but I mean, you talk about charisma vacuums. There's another one, Mongo. Yeah, he was quite the part. He was a partier, though. I mean, yeah. if it, you know, he really lived that. He was up for days at a time. Not that I condone that sort of behavior, but you know, his his, his, you, his staying up days at a time was chemically induced, though. So oh, well, that precisely. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What? No way. Come on. So, <laughs> so hey Joe, do me a favor while we're uh, while we're getting ready for this next question. Why don't you give a shout out yeah. to some of the guys out in the out in the chat room? Yeah, real quickly. What do you got? Loose Cannon just showed up. Loose, welcome. Um, hey, in the house, Beth's in the house. Hello, hello, hello. Looks like Mike checked in a little while ago. Yo, his his typical yo, what's happening? Uh, yeah, so more people joining. Hey, so, yo. yeah, join in on the fun. Um, you know, let us know how we're doing out there. Don't be scared, folks. Chime in with your own answers because you know, sometimes we rely on that chat. Write your friends, good, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, Bruce, I don't know if you can give out points to the chat, but uh. 
Luce gave me a shout out, said I had a great opening. So that's got to be worth at least two right there. <laughs> you also mentioned Brian Pillman was a horseman. Pillman was definitely horseman material yeah. for sure. Luce Cannon, yeah. Telling you right now, his his freaking son better go that route soon too, because this Lexus King thing is not working out. <laughs> you know, well, I love that. Kid. No. That kid's great. He oh is yeah, great, Brian's though. a good guy. A great what talent, a day! But... He's been on What a Day as well. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah, yeah we, I've met him. I've met him. Yeah, had to, I've had the chance to interview him. You know, it's funny. He was probably one of the weirdest interviews I've ever done because he he kept flipping back and forth between reality and kayfabe. Like he's telling me the story. You know, we're in the back, we're planning these spots, and then we go out there, and I had to try so hard, and the bastard stabbed me in the back. And it's like like in the locker room, it's you know we're we're it's a work. As soon as I'm in the ring, he's talking like it's a real fight. And it was just, it, like a light switch. It was great. That's his genetics, man, yeah. I think. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Dan, you're up two. Plus two, Dan. That's what Lou says. There you plus go. Two. All right. I'll take care of that in between rounds here. I'll take Ooh. care of that, Luce. No Whoa. problem. No problem. Luce is my man out there. So. <laughs> come on. Come, come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. Listen, let's get on to the next question here. So this weekend at AEW, Sting is set to team up with Darby Allen against the Young Bucks in what is set to be his retirement match. It is kind of unprecedented that a wrestler gets a final tour before his retirement. How do you think this was handled by AEW? Are you going to miss Sting? Should he have retired a long time ago? And should Ric Flair be involved in this match physically in any way? So, uh, Joe. Yeah. Looks like you are on the 30. Yeah, I hope I can retain that question. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, there's my water. Thank you. All right. My producer's giving me my water. Thank you so All much. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, I'll let you take a sip of water before I hit that. I got a Marco <laughs> Rubio moment right here. The Marco <laughs> Rubio. I should, oh penal- I should penalize oh him points. Listen, I should penalize him points just for, for making us wait, guys. No, no. Go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Sting, we should all know by now that Sting's last match should not and probably most likely will not be in an AEW ring. This is where Tony Khan is no longer a wrestling promoter, but more of a mark, like we've said before. Any person who does booking in the world of pro wrestling knows that retirement angles are milked and milked and milked for all it's worth. And this includes this disastrous final appearance on the flagship show AEW Dynamite last night was absolutely horrible, horrible. We saw more of the executive vice presidents out there uh, than Sting. And and to have Sting let Darby Allen get beat up and then that crazy cryptic moment when Ric Flair came out and did some bodily movements and had a drop to the ground, then (laughs) and only then does Sting descend from uh, Ascend or whatever that word is I'm looking for, come down from the Raptors like the old days. A little bit too late, I think. I think we all know right now... um, we saw more of Renee Paquette than we did of Sting last night on Dynamite. I, I hate to say it. They're dropping the ball with this. No, he does not belong in a tag team title match to be his last match ever. I don't think that's going to be ever. I think he's going to go back to WWE. He's going to have one more final match. Where else but WrestleMania? God, I hope his contract does end after this weekend because they can probably pencil him in for WrestleMania coming up this month, uh, later on in the month with April. So, yeah, his last match should not be and will not be with AEW. It'll definitely be with uh, some other organization, most likely WWE. But, yeah, definitely WrestleMania will be his last match. Sorry, went over. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Hey, I got to, I got, a, I got a, a text while you were going, and uh, it was a nice little Venmo. Yeah. You got a couple extra points with that, too. Nice job. Oh, oh, nice. Good job. That 10%, that 10% is killing me every friggin' time. Don't pay the mortgage this week, honey. <laughs> All right. Pay, 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 the, pay the gas bill next week. Wait till the paycheck drops. <laughs> All right. All right. Dan, looks like you're on the 30 next. Yes, Are you let's ready? Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. Well, you guys couldn't see it. Uh, while Joe was talking, my cat jumped on the back of the chair, and I asked her what she thought about the Young Bucks, and she shit herself. It's uh, No, because that's exactly what it is. You have the worst possible angle you're doing right now because you think about this. You've got two, oppor- two options for this match. Either the Young Bucks win the tag titles from Sting and Darby in his last match or this new super heel tag team that you've built up. 
is going to lose their first major pay-per-view match and Sting's going to retire as a champion. And then what? A Tony Khan tournament because you're going to need new tag champions. And Joe's absolutely right. They completely botched Sting's finale because if you if you were recording the show, you missed it because 90% of his time was after 10 o'clock. Yeah. And, and it was good of him to sit in the rafters and wait for Darby's head to get caved in and Ric Flair to get beat <laughs> up before he dropped down to save everyone. Uh, which was absolute crap too. But no, as for the booking, this has been horrible. You have the biggest star in your company right now, one of the biggest stars the last 30 years. Every show you've done since he announced his retirement should be this is Sting's final appearance in whatever city we're in. Build around that. Instead, he gets a few minutes of TV time a week. You push the bucks, which is absolute crap. And this is where Tony Khan needs to be a boss. If Sting wanted his last match against the Young Bucks, Tony Khan should have said, no, we've got, you're in North Carolina. How is your last match not Sting and Darby against FTR? They handled this poorly. I agree with Joe. I think Sting's going to end up somewhere. Even if it's TNA, he's going to end up somewhere else for a better finale. Nice job. Nice job. So Dan took took over the lead there by two, but uh, it's definitely going to be a close one tonight. No ratings movement either on that last no, night. No, probably a ratings The Bucks are rating poison. Got to give a special shout out to Chris Lee, a returning uh, long time. I haven't seen Chris, Chris in a while. Down under Chris Lee. Yeah. I love Chris Lee. From uh, down under, baby. Who's Chris right. Lee? Fill me in. Fill me in. Who's Chris Lee? Chris Lee is bearded Aussie. Yeah, he's a long, oh, okay. long time friend of the show. So, uh, yeah, it's good, yeah. To, good to see him Lee. back. Hi. All right. Let's see. Yeah, he's a good friend of Boston, too. He's a good dude. So, Mr. President, looks like you're next on the 30. Wow. All righty. You know, I've loved seeing Sting, and, and I'm going to miss him, I think. And, you know, I, I do like the nostalgia that Tony Khan brings to things. Uh, with Jericho coming back as Corzon de Leon with the um, white zombie music uh, entrance. Good stuff. You know, I love some of that stuff. But uh, I think Flair getting involved at this point, you know, when Flair has those aviators on, he looks like some other guy we see in the news all the time. The guy who can't walk upstairs. You know what I mean? I, I don't know who I'm talking about here. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and I worry. And I worried about Sting coming down from the ceiling, too. You know, I mean, since that happened with Owen, I, I just don't know. It was impressive. Yet, I have to admit, I was a little scared with that. You know, I saw a Sting come down in the Boston Garden uh, to save DDP from the NWO. He hooked up DDP in the harness, and they both went back up to the ceiling. And it was the craziest one of the craziest stunts I ever saw. The Garden. So it was a great show in the Garden. But beyond that, I see this match with all its flaws and its buildup and its senseless sort of, uh, you, you think it's a senseless kind of story being trying to be told here. I can't help but think that Sting's sons are going to somehow get involved. I don't know what their background is. I'm purely thinking outside the box. Maybe they're going to become involved in a feud with the Young Bucks. Maybe this is a transitional period and something happens there. I'm not sure what kind of injustice might be done to Sting, whether they intend for Sting to retire as champion, cede the belts to his sons. I mean, it's pro wrestling. Anything can happen. So I'm going to be very curious to see what happens. And that's that. I don't think no one's taking the. I don't know. This tag team title thing just makes no sense. Oh, yeah. It's It's crazy. Bad, bad, bad book. It's yeah. It's well. It's going to be a, a a surprise then. I don't. I don't know. We don't see any logical uh, where where this is going to go right now. But almost we could be bad, surprised. Almost as bad as Jericho's match last night. Jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> Hopefully that's not a question. Oh, oh no, no Jericho questions. No Jericho questions. So C M L L. it's your turn. You ready on this? Not really, but I got to get it over with. All right. Go. <laughs> yeah, so Great answering, any, answering any question about AEW, to me, is like the equivalent of a, uh, a high colonic. That's just one of those things, you know, you just got to get it over with. But, you know, uh, to me, like, I, it's almost like I, I don't even want to answer this question. It, it doesn't even, like, it's not even worthy of an answer because, you know, Sting should not be ending his career in an AEW rank. It's like... Don Mattingly, who's my favorite ball player for the last 35 years, Donnie Baseball. It'd be like, you know, spending all those years as the, you know, as the first baseman, first baseman of the Yankees. And then having a, a, like his last baseball game playing for the Sheboygan Sackwhackers. You know, it just, it just doesn't work. I mean, he, he belongs, he belongs in the major leagues. And I mean, 
I have this thing with age too. I, I I don't think he should be wrestling. Period. I think he he should have retired a long time ago. He should have he should have retired after his stint in WWE. And that's that's my opinion. But you know, it seems like he's still enjoying himself. He could still he could still go. But I I just don't want to see his career end here. I am hoping to God, like my my associate said, that somehow his contract is over. And you know the the old Christian thing. One more match. He's got to have a match in WWE. And like don't fuck it up like you did with Triple H. Let the guy go out on top. And, you know, I mean, the guy is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but I just don't want to see an end in AEW. Great round, Benny. Great round. For having nothing to talk about, you got a minute 30 of uh, a lot of crap out. <laughs> knowing all the crap Tony Khan books, they'll win, ah. and then Darby will be champion by himself. And then, you know, he'll have to, like, have a new partner every week or some stupid shit like that. That could be. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm really hoping that they do defend the tag titles clean and all that stuff. And that, oh, no, I'm not going to retire. Let's keep this going for a while. You know exactly. You know exactly what's going to happen. The Bucks are going to win the tag titles. And Adam Page is going to win the triple threat. And the Elite are going to have all the belts and be featured every week in front of 15 people. And they'll and they'll continue to mention Cody Rhodes at every chance they get. So. And and Samoa Joe wearing a poncho. Samoa Joe, I saw that today. <laughs> All right, guys. This past week we had the WWE PLE Elimination Chamber, which has had mixed reviews on its presentation. Some people are praising the in-ring performances, while others criticized its predictability and lack of real surprises. What is your opinion on this PLE, and did it make you excited for the WrestleMania season? Let's see. Oh, Dan, looks like you're on the 30. You excited for this one? Go. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel I feel like Joe and I talked about this once already. Yeah, this sounds vaguely familiar, Dan. But, uh, to answer, yeah, to answer your question, oh. exactly what I said was going to happen when, when we talked about it a few weeks ago is what happened. McIntyre, Becky Lynch, tagged no, no other title changes. You knew going in there was going to be no big surprises. My only gripe, well, there, I, I, and even though I'll give credit where credit's due to the in-ring action, it was good. My only gripe is you neutered the Elimination Chamber. One, you had a women's match, which was honestly move for move better than the men's match, which no offense to women's wrestling should never happen. Women should never take more of a beating than men. Because if I can watch Becky Lynch get superplexed off the top of a pot onto steel and that doesn't do it, that doesn't knock her out, how is that going to finish off Drew McIntyre? The other thing is, in the men's match, you had two different interference spots, just like you had an interference spot last year. AJ Styles and, you know, uh, then the brass knuckles later. I mean, talk about neutering the referee. Like, I get it's no DQ, but at the same time, the fans are now, yeah, Drew McIntyre won, but two of his wins were rolling over someone who got beat up by someone else. Wow, what a huge threat he is now. I thought the, the men's match was booked poorly. The other, of course, my big drawback, we talked about it before we got to recording, was a three-hour show had less mm. than an hour and a half of in-ring, in-ring action. Between the end of the tag match and the start of the men's elimination chamber, 54 minutes. And that Cody segment did nothing for anybody. I thought the pay-per-view was B-minus at best. And, yeah. But it's just, no, not, not excited for WrestleMania more than I was before the show. Yeah. Yeah, good job, Dan. Good job. Who do we have up next? It looks like Mr. President. Looks like you're next on the 30. El Presidente. Well, I'm going to see how much I can hem and haw and, and, and do a lot of pregnant pauses to really get through this. Uh, I'm going to say as few words during my performance here as there were actual um, moments of action. Uh, from what I saw, let me clarify too, and I saw very little, and I was compelled to watch even less, you know. Uh, I did get to see um, Nia Jax and uh, be taken out and uh, very impressed with Rhea. So, and like Dan said, I did get to see the women's match and I was, again, thoroughly impressed. And as I, they usually do steal the show for, from my perspective. So that's generally something I like to, uh, to really watch. You know, as far as Becky Lynch goes, you know, she is a great performer. I'll give her that. She really is. Um, her promos, she puts herself over like crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, kind of a departure from what you would consider a, a, a classic face. And, you know, I almost want to chime in. Did you guys see her on Celebrity Jeopardy? 
Did you happen to see the man on Celebrity Jeopardy? <laughs> I did. Yes, he was not the man for all her braggadocio and and, and her Nero, talent. Do you know? She broke not one question answered correctly, not one clue answered. A new Jeopardy record. She besides she, that. No, yeah. She, oh, go ahead. No, she didn't. Drew, <laughs> of course, being Drew, love Drew. Um, but all in all, you know what? It was it was it was it was it was pretty flat. Like like. Um, <laughs> Like Australian beer that's been up for three days, you know, like a Foster's that's been open for three days. Totally you know, flat. Real quickly, though, I watched that. I watched that the other day, of all things. I wanted to check it out. She did manage to get some right at the end, and now it's just to climb out of to be negative. Yeah, she they, was they negative going they, into Final Jeopardy. They, they had to give her they, money so that yeah. she could keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it. I was waiting for her to go oh for whatever, but she did manage to get, I want to say, like three or four were right. That was it. But you could just tell she was off. She could tell she was off. Oh, well. What are you going to do? I know. So, player, it's your turn. The player. Let's go. The player's in the bunker. The bunker. How do I, how do I say this? So, if if I... <laughs> if if, if the, the, paper, the PLE was like a hooker, and I gave a hooker 100 bucks, and I said, well, contingent upon how you do... Um, I may have to renegotiate. I would have asked for about $35 back at the end of it because it, it, you know, it just really didn't do anything for me. You know, it did what it was supposed to do, but and now the matches themselves, I enjoyed. I, I, I thought the, uh, the tag team championship match was great. I thought that um, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn did a phenomenal job, phenomenal job. It, you know, kind of, you know, wrestling, it's like kind of like sex size matters that, Two, two small guys. I mean, put up a hell of a fight. I thought the woman's match was phenomenal. Uh, really, really good. I was very, very impressed with Tiffany Stratton. I could not say enough good things. I was very impressed with Rhea Ripley. I'm so glad she went over, at, you know, in, in her, her home country. Um, the men's match, I didn't – I liked it, but I didn't like the AJ Styles interference. They're really burying L.A. Knight. So he went from possibly facing Roman Reigns to possibly having a WrestleMania U.S. title match with Logan Logan Paul. And now he's going to wrestle at, you know, um, AJ Styles. What happened? That was very, very, very disappointing. They you know, they should have paired those two up. They should have paired off at um, L.A. Knight and uh, Logan Paul, and they really dropped the ball in that, I think. Lazy booking. Nice job, Lazy, Benny. Lazy. Nice job. Lazy I'm glad you got that five-point lead on uh, because Dan's, Dan's you know, kind of caught up with you. So Dan caught up? Yeah, we got to yeah, fix that. Five points there, jeez. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> let's see what we can do. It looks like let me just get your timer up because you're next. <clears throat> and I feel like I feel like I'm doing the recap show again. <laughs> let's see, we got a minute thirty up. We're gonna transition, Joe, in and go, <laughs> go. All right, well, let's Love just it. call it what it is. This premium live event, this go home pay per view, whatever it is. For to WrestleMania was nothing more than a glorified Raw or SmackDown, if that. I mean, for God's sakes, that Grayson Waller effect was a complete, utter disappointment. No Rock, no Reigns. I feel bad for the fans of um, Australia. They got the ones they got jolted around, man, because they were dead at times. I know me and Dan talked about this, but I think they felt the time zone difference for everybody on the East Coast as well, because they were <laughs> half asleep during all this. I think the biggest shock to me was Liv Morgan. No one's talking about Liv Morgan. She almost won the damn Rumble. She pinned Bianca Belair. This was amazing. That was off-the-wall stuff there. I was psyched. I was thinking maybe just maybe the WWE will get it right. But lo and behold, it was the Rhea Ripley show from beginning to end. If I saw one more damn promo with Rhea Ripley in Australia and all this stuff, you know, but the best part of the show me and Dan talked about Rhea Ripley's outfit. I mean, come on, folks. The photos were just unreal. You couldn't clean up those photos if you tried. I'm shocked that Benny didn't even mention this. But nonetheless, it was all about Rhea Ripley. I'm great to see her get her due in her home her home country and all that stuff. But like I said, this premium live event, nothing made me or Dan, I'm going to say this because I'm going to steal part of his thunder, was the fact that nothing made us excited for WrestleMania, which is now 37 days away. Nothing at all. This premium live event was nothing more than a glorified Raw. 
Nice, nice job. Wow, the cat. I heard the cat. The cat. Wow. Thank you for that Venmo. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Yeah, no mortgage payment this week. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, uh, I get some extra points because some of Joe's points were literally just quoting <laughs> me, right? <laughs> Oh, so awesome job. Well, listen, my scripts from old shows. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny that Joe, you mentioned that because Liv Morgan was the runner up in the Rumble and the Chamber, and yeah. she was the runner up in the Chamber last year. And she got screwed on Raw Monday night. I mean, yeah, you know, for someone who's not only, the, only right now. the only the only thing Liv Morgan's beaten recently were DUI charges. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, you go. She got pinched holding someone's uh, weed or something. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, now they're all misdemeanors, folks, and that's uh, been quite clean. That's been white clean now. She paid her yeah. debt to society like Ken Patera. I mean, see, that's that's her problem. See, she got away with it. It's only after you get convicted of a DUI, do, like the Usos, right. that you get long tag title reigns. Yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, after this round, one person will be eliminated. And then, uh, uh -oh. so we looks like we have enough time to get all the questions in. So, let's see. Coming out of the Elimination Chamber, we are on the final stretch to WrestleMania. So far, we have Bailey versus Io, Rhea and Becky, Drew and Seth, Roman, Cody. Uh, looks like Logan Paul uh, against Orton and AJ Styles, LA Knight. How do you think this card is shaping up? Uh, anything that you are hoping gets added? And anything you think the WWE is overlooking? Let's see. So it looks like, Champ, looks like oh, you. That's me. That's you. Oh, yeah. You yeah. get the belt on you. Come on now. <laughs> So sorry, Dan. I know you looked up for that, but no, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my, it's a Pavlovian sorry, sorry, response here. You said champ, force of habit. I'm sorry. So <laughs> you are on to thirty. Well, those are all you know, uh, somewhat compelling matchups. But you know, again, as we all know, fate has interceded in what was planned to be um, a quite a stellar WrestleMania show, and uh, basically, they're they're just patching together what they can right now i mean yeah cody going back against roman i don't you know i'm just not into that man i'm, I'm intrigued by you know uh, the rock maybe or or you know something different but it, i don't know what it is maybe it's me maybe it's not you it's me you know maybe with, with cody right now him living in, in and finishing his story i don't know you know i i'd much prefer um somebody else you know i i much prefer drew maybe i think he would mount a, a more serious and uh compelling um challenge uh you know and who else is fighting aj and la night is, is that the other one that's, that's what it's looking like it's the battle of initials i mean really you know that was just <laughs> kind of hodgepodge put together really you know um and, and they're both great competitors so get me wrong aj another guy defying you know what we perceive as age and just Again, one of the smoothest wrestlers in the business. So anytime to see him is great, you know. Um, again, the women, I think, are really stacking up nicely against the men. Um, who else do we have now? We have Seth, of course, and uh, no, <laughs> Seth and Drew. I don't think that really should be the match. In fact, if it is, I think Drew, uh, Drew should go over like a steamroller anyway. And quite frankly, I'm a little sick of Seth, too. I really am. And uh Sick I loved him in the shield. Sick I loved, yeah, I loved him as the architect in the shield. I loved, I loved him um, back in the day. Bring keep, of keep honor, going, Phil. I just, yeah, Make you know, just keep going. The voice, the clothes. Uh, yeah. Overtime. Anyway. Overtime. All right. So much to say. So little time. Bruce was just saying we had time to get in all the questions, and now <laughs> there, there we go. So. Now we're gonna have to rush into the next person. So player, being that he took all that time up. We got to quickly get into you. Go. So things have been entirely too dull and too predictable. It, it to the point where I'm thinking, like, what the hell is going on? I have to believe that the WWE is lulling us into a false sense of security because this it, it can't go on like this. I mean, it's just too damn predictable. You know, I do not agree with the uh, the the battle of the initials AJ and LA. LA, they, it looks like they, I mean, I don't know if he's he's burnt out. He seems still seems very over with the fans, but it just seems like they're burying him. He should have had that that title match with uh, with uh, Logan Paul because what is that going to do for Randy Orton if he wins the U.S. title? Does he really need that? Um, I have to believe that, and I do agree with Phil. I think that um, I think Drew's going over Seth. Um, I don't care if Cody finishes his story or not. I think 
what's going to happen. There is going to be a huge story that's going to involve Seth. I think Seth's going to turn heel because he keeps bringing up the word shield. And I think Rock somehow is going to uh, turn babyface. Um, I, I don't even know that Seth, that Cody is going to win the title. I don't care if he wins it or not. I, I, I'm just as good with Roman coming out of WrestleMania with the title. I, I don't see Cody as the guy that the, the torchbearer, the flag carrier to me, he's, you know, he's, he's stardust, you know, who got a little bit better. So yeah, I, I just, there is much, much more that's going to happen that we don't know about yet. Yeah. Nice, nice job, Benny. Nice job. Took nice a little job. lead there, man. These scores are getting higher every week. Oh my God. And my is pocket that- is getting lined better every week. You don't see a now correlation. You got to pay, <laughs> pay for those new shirts, man. You got to pay Ex- for those new shirts. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, oh, the clock's striking 12 for somebody. Uh-oh. It's it's my death knell. Bruce right has now. his own table at Ruth's Chris Bakehouse. <laughs> Undertaker in the house. What the hell's going that's, on that's, here? That's the, the, the chime. All of Bruce's deposits are clearing. <laughs> <laughs> Still you be going it. up at this point. Uh-oh, you're, I'm up already? You're wow, up. Okay. All right, Joe, you ready? Let's go. I'm ready. All right, so what do we got? 37 days away from the showcase of the Immortals. Can you believe it? That means there is 27 hours of WWE programming between Raw and SmackDown left on television. That's five episodes of Raw and six episodes of SmackDown. And thus far, we only have four. Yes, four. Count them on one hand. Four confirmed matches for Mania. So far, we got Roman and Cody, Rollins and McIntyre, Rhea versus Becky, and Bailey taking on EO Sky. That is it as of today. Nothing else. Now, a couple of other matches seem to be teasing uh, that are on the horizon, most notably this past Monday on Raw. Gunther will obviously defend his Intercontinental title against somebody from the Judgment Day. And now you're going to have to throw Zami Zayn in there, which I think it'll be a triple threat with Zayn actually beating the longest reigning champ, uh, IC champ in WWE history. Of course, Battle of the, uh, the, the two first names, whatever the hell they are. AJ Styles taking on LA Knight. Don't forget, we have Jimmy vs. Jay. That's being thrown around. Brother vs. Brother match. Logan Paul, Randy Orton, no-brainer from Chamber. Jade Cargill, supposedly going to be on the card against Bianca Belair. Judgment Day, they're going to have to defend their tag titles against Awesome Truth. John Cena's rumored to be fighting Braun Breaker. I also predict now a Liv Morgan, maybe Nia Jax matches on, on tap. Alexa Bliss will make an appearance, I'm sure. And, of course, one night we'll have to have Cody and Seth taking on the Rock and Roman and tag team action. I'm assuming that'll be on night one. But with 16 matches usually is the norm for a WrestleMania weekend, eight one night, eight the other. We only got four matches so far. And, folks, WrestleMania still has not sold out. 37 days left. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So nice job, yep. Joe. Nice Uh-oh. job. Well, well done, Joe. Well, we tried. Maybe they need to point to the sign Pretty a good. little more to get some more ticket sales. Phil, I'm a little nervous for you. I don't have a sign, but I can point to the title I'm going to win tonight. So, Ooh. Ooh. You mean that title right there? <laughs> All right. Dad, you're on the 30. Absolutely. Joe, Joe hit it on the head. There are 11 Raw and SmackDowns combined between now and Mania. You have four confirmed matches. Your two women's titles, Bailey and EO, Becky and Rhea. Your two men's matches, Seth and Drew, Cody and Roman. It seems pretty obvious it's going to be Jimmy versus Jay. It seems pretty obvious you're going to have LA Knight versus AJ Styles. They're building up Orton and Logan Paul, but you still got Kevin Owens in the mix somewhere. He hates Logan Paul more than anybody. Maybe a triple threat match there. You guys mentioned the IC title match where it looked like Gunther was building up against somebody from the Judgment Day. It seemed like they were hinting at Dominic, but he also bumped into Sami Zayn backstage, had some heat there. You still have the unfinished story with Chad Gable. That might be a multi-man ladder match, something you can drag out because you're not going to have very many matches. New Day is going to, or excuse me, the Judgment Day is going to defend the tag titles, most likely against Awesome Truth. I think the only way you end that story is by having R-Truth finally beat the Judgment Day. You got Shinsuke, Solo, The New Day, Imperium, DIY, Braun Breaker, Liv Morgan, Nia Jax, and The Rock, all without stuff to do. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. You're, you're looking at right now, you've got, what, four, six, seven, eight, nine matches across two days and 11 shows to build up the rest of it. Maybe they do the Battle Royals. Maybe they throw in another multi-man or, or a grudge match that they have to build up over the next few weeks. 
I don't know. It, it looks like they've got a lot going that could be really good, but at the same time, they've got a lot going that who the hell knows what they're doing. We're, like I said, 11 shows from Mania, and we don't yeah. even have a, a third of the card built. That's yeah. sad. Yeah. I think that black cloud of Vince McMahon is uh, still looming over WWE right now. It's going to go right all through. They're trying to dig themselves out of the hole. But what they seem to be doing is the is the sh- give you a you know carrot on the end of the stick. We're going to give you a yeah. little bit. Come back next week and we'll give you extra. And yeah. and so far the extra hasn't happened yet. Yeah. All right. Well, first thing I got to do, unfortunately, Phil, I got to take this title away from you. Um, Phil's gone. Man, it is Phil's up, gone. it is up Hold for on. grabs tonight. We are going to have a new champion. Uh oh. Rut row. I should have shaved. All I right. should have shaved. Good, good. Phil will still I be should've. able to hear you, but we're not going to be able to see you later. Wow, just like that, just Man, like unceremoniously. I, I have a face for radio anyway. <laughs> yeah, really. All right, guys. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had another death this week in pro wrestling, as Michael Jones, better known to the wrestling fans as Virgil, passed away at the age of sixty-one. He started his career in the CWA as Soul Train Jones and seemed to be well on his way to wrestling stardom. In 1987, he became the bodyguard of Ted DiBiase and from there never really seemed to get the chance to break out again. How do you look at the career of Virgil? Do you think the WWF dropped the ball with him? And what do you think of the lonely Virgil memes that have circulated the internet for the past few years? Let's see. Who do we have? It looks like uh, Dan. Looks like you're going to be... Yeah, it looks like you're up on the on the thirty there. Right, so let's do it. let me just get you a timer. You're good. Oh, I only get a minute. Uh, there you go. Uh-huh. I'll give you the. Oh, okay, that's better. All right, go. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to talk about Virgil and and some of the jokes that have come out since. I personally am going to go to Olive Garden this weekend in honor of the Meat Master himself. But (laughs) you have to look at his whole career. Ted DiBiase was one of the most successful and best heels in of that of one of the most successful and best eras in wrestling history. That gimmick does not work without Virgil. And people forget anybody that watched wrestling in the '80s when Virgil turned on him and hit him with the million dollar belt is one of the loudest pops the WWE has ever seen and let's be honest the nwo having that having the henchman he was the head of security as vincent another little nod virgil being a uh you know and vincent both being knocks on people's real names you know those didn't work without him did they drop the ball on him no i don't think so i think he had a great career for what it was i mean everybody knows the story they were going to bring in uh, the Godfather, or you know, as as the NWO member, but Virgil agreed to take the job for significantly less, and he stayed around. Who, I mean, who remembers Curly Bill in in the West Texas Rednecks? And he was with WCW until the end, and then he wrestled on the Indies, and he adopted the Canadian Destroyer and the Virgil memes. I remember seeing him at the mall where I worked years and years ago, and again, a lonely Virgil table. That's unfortunate, but. The man, you know, he was a self-promoter. He was still making money until the end on a career that most people want to laugh at, but he was they were still paying him for. The man deserves the accolades, deserves his flowers, and I hope history remembers him for as good as he really was. There you go. Nice job, good nice stuff. job, Dan. Definitely, definitely within reach, though. Let's see who's next up. Wow. Benny, it looks like oh, you're Benny, it looks like you're gonna be next up on the 30. Let's get your timer up there. Benny, you are on the 30. Go. And go. All right. Well, I mean, of course, I was very sad. And uh, I wasn't surprised to hear about the passing of Michael Jones, a.k.a. Virgil. You know, he's been battling numerous health issues over the past several years. But I I feel like I owe it to everybody to be editorial, editorially responsible. He did get a small push while in the WWF, but it really didn't amount to much of anything. I mean, can you remember a great Virgil match or an impactful Virgil promo? Yeah, I can't either. I mean, I hate to speak badly of the dead. I mean, and I'm sure he's a very nice man, but, you know, even more so is Vince when he joins WCW. I kind of felt bad for him at that point. I mean, what do you do as the 97th or the 87th member of the NWO, 87, 97, at that point, what, what, you know, what difference does it make? But, you know, I guess I shouldn't feel too bad, like Dan said. I mean, he was getting a very nice paycheck for doing next to nothing. I mean, and the sad part is, though, is that we're, what we're going to remember are the, the social media pictures of Virgil at a wrestling convention, a random hotel lobby, a subway station, bowling alley, or a grand, grand opening of Kroger's. Wherever he was, there was one thing for sure. Nobody else was there. 
unless it was John Cena and we just couldn't see him. But by all accounts, though, <laughs> I'm sure Mike Jones was a good guy. And, uh, you know, he will be missed. I mean, and I mean, for his had a nice look, uh, limited in-ring skills, had a little bit of success, I believe, in Memphis. Uh, as Soul Train Jones before Virgil, but I think he reached his watermark, and I think he did very well. Nice job, Benny. Nice job, Benny. You definitely uh, wow. punched your ticket into the next round. My goodness. So now it is up to what a day, Joe, down there. Let's see what he can what he what can do. What a day! What a day, Joe. It's it's definitely right. within reach. So let's, all right, let's get you up on the board. Bum bum bum, and go. All right, Virgil, I guess timing is everything with this one because Ted DiBiase recently said um, before Virgil's passing that, um, you know, would Virgil be considered for the WWE Hall of Fame? And he outright said no. <laughs> and then, of course, go ahead, fast forward this past Monday in the passing of Virgil and so forth. I think Virgil did what he was supposed to do on screen, and that was Vince McMahon hired him to be the bodyguard of the Million Dollar Man, and he played it to the best of his ability. The man had virtually no wrestling background. Uh, they didn't have wrestling schools or academies uh, or uh, power plants and all that stuff back in the day. As noted on Monty the Pharaoh show, they recently replayed his interview from a few years back right after COVID. And, you know, he got thrown to the wolves. He had to learn on the fly. He learned with Jerry the King Lawler on how to wrestle. And Ted DiBiase recently praised Virgil's work ethic, saying that he had to work really, really, really hard to put on a good match. And that's exactly what Virgil did. He was put in the ring. He made his money being a bodyguard. Because let's put it, folks, by the time we get to WCW, the gimmick was over. He was just trying to scrap change at that point. And, of course, everything else after that is uh, neither here nor there. But to me, Virgil was the role of a bodyguard. He played that role. He wasn't like Kevin Nash, where he just transcended from a bodyguard to a full-time wrestler. He couldn't do it. That's fine. But he got paid to be a bodyguard, and that is exactly what Virgil will be remembered for. And, of course, his upsetting of Ted DiBiase to win the Million Dollar Championship at SummerSlam. So. Oh, nice job. And uh, looks like Whoa, uh, the smartest Whoa. man in the, the where, room is going to be knocked the, uh, out. Whoa. See, wow. see what happens, guys? We, 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 we throw in a few baseball references, and Bruce ends up being Angel Hernandez with these awful <laughs> Uh, hey, if it weren't for those bonus points that both these guys got, you well, would have I mean, been in he there. Also gave, you had that round where you gave Joe like 35 points because you felt bad for him. I'm sure that helped. <laughs> Listen, my ben, you heard my bank account going off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You can hear the chimes in the background. No, hell of a show, guys. Good luck to both of you. You got to put more cats on the video next time, Dan. All right, thanks. Yeah, where are my cat bonus points, Dan? I was hypnotized uh, by those well, th guys. Those will be there next week, Dan. I was. Those will be there next week, Dan. Don't worry. <laughs> We'll still be able to hear you, but we can't see you. Later. Good luck, real guys. Quick, real quick, to shout out to Maria Davis. She's uh, quite insightful on uh, the first lady. On yeah, on um, Virgil. Good stuff there. Thank so you. Let's Thank go you, ahead, Maria. And, let's go ahead and reset these numbers. Get Joe back down to zero. Story of my life. And let's get <laughs> Benny back down to zero. Set up a new timers. Bum, bum, bum. And you guys ready for this new question? This last ready. question. Are you sure this you're ready, ready for it? This is Rudy Diamond taking on SD Jones all over again. All right. <laughs> Rudy Diamond. Well, so, so guys, this is uh this is actually our first viewer submitted question. Oh, what? I didn't even know we were doing oh. that. Oh. So this Did one, that this one, listen, this one comes from Long Island, New York. Long, long time to 30 show fan, Michael Monty. Michael Monty wants to know. Need a body shop? With the overwhelming <laughs> success of <laughs> with the overwhelming success of What a Day Joe Lowry <laughs> and Dan Sebastianos impromptu elimination chamber review. What does everyone think of the new Dan and Joe show? And which combination with Dan do you like better and why? So, is this a question? <laughs> this is the question submitted by uh, Michael Monty. All right, so what's the, what's the actual question? What's the actual question? The question is which combination uh, – well, there's two questions. It's uh, what does everyone think of the new Dan and Joe show? 
stupid. And which combination with Dan do you like better and why? So, playa. Hi, stupid. You are first up on the third. On the third. You ready? I almost, I almost, I was like, Phil, you could take it. The camera pant to Phil first. Like, I'm still on. <laughs> Betty, you're on the 30. Go. All right. Well, what do I say? You know, like, do I want to hang myself here? I mean, you know, here's the thing. So Dan and I have been together since January of 2021. We've done, I believe, 166 episodes. We've been heard in 40 countries around the world. We've charted in six different countries, including Ireland, uh, which at one point we were higher ranked than Jim Cornette. We were we hit number eight one week, and he was number eleven, three notches behind us. So, you know, we we you know nice. we we've done it all. Um, we've had some great guests. I mean, I would say that you know it, I, I'm I'm getting old here. I mean, obviously as you can tell. I mean, this is not you know this is not a die. This is not a Ric Flair die job. You know, <laughs> um, you know m- maybe it's time to back up the bus and uh, you know send me to the old age home and. Uh, I can Ooh. hang out with Gladys and Myrtle and no uh, no eat some uh, tapioca no. pudding and, uh, you know, play bingo, bingo and shuffleboard and things <laughs> like that. I don't know. Um, that's really up to the viewers. I mean, I've had a hell of a run. If, you know, you. if my run was to end tomorrow, I would, you know, I'd be the first person to congratulate Joe because Joe is a humongous talent. I love Joe. Joe's my brother from another mother. So if, if, if he were to take my spot, you know, I've been blessed. Um, I've been blessed beyond anything I could possibly fathom, and I'm, I'll still have my hookers. So, and I, I even have a little bit of money to uh, to entertain them. Yeah, nice job, Betty. I'm gonna just give you 13 because it's a random, crazy question anyway. So it's all how I feel on giving those points. So awesome job. <laughs> Good job, Jenny. Your dog, your dog barks, and Dan's cat meows. Man, talk about right. a perfect Good. combo. You know, my Jack Russell terrorist. Yes. So is this viewer submitted question going to be like a weekly thing now? Is oh, that you, well, know, you well, actually we'll couldn't you couldn't see him because he's off camera? But my wife's dog ran up here. While Benny was talking. <laughs> the wife's got a dog. Dan's got a cat. What the so, hell is going? Next thing you know, underage kids will be drinking with nuns for all we know in the back room. Who knows? And they've been drinking blue nun, probably blue nun wine. Right, yeah. none yet. Right. I, I think this the, the fan that submitted this question had some some extra pull somewhere. Um, I, I would say so, definitely, definitely. You might have been drinking that good effing wine, too. <laughs> Wait, where's that graphic again? I want to see that graphic again. Where is that graphic? Uh, okay, Jeez. let's see. Let me get out of here. There, there you go, Joe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. A, flatter, a flattering likeness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, really. That's <laughs> good on you, though. <laughs> I have no idea. What's, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth right now. So is, I, is he going to take the high road, or is he going to try and bury his opponent? Listen, I always thought I, Benny. I, Benny I, was the uh, Benny was the king of those uh, shenanigans, but he played, he took the high road. Got to give him some respect. Took the high road all the way. Joe, you're I on can, the thirty. I can only compare this question. Uh, I'll go, I'll take I'll go right back to Benny, and it, it's got to be Maris and Mantle all over again here, right? The young up and gunner kid's going to be taking over the veteran, you know. Uh, Benny, the player, huge talent. If it wasn't for Benny, I would not be on this show and I would not have the tremendous success that I'm encountering now. As for that graphic that was just put up there, thank you so much whoever made that graphic because I look like I lost about 100 pounds. I look unbelievably fit in that graphic. 80 of it in your head. Almost almost as good as to uh, take a perp walk and be uh, in, a court, in a court appearance and all that stuff. Um, but anyways, you know, it's a great question. Do I feel... I would be honored if that was the case. If this was to trans, um, send into a new show, I'd be totally honored with this. I'm speechless as of right now because it feels like Benny's response was more of a goodbye, and I hate things like that because <laughs> no. I do not do well with goodbyes. Okay? Benny is goodbyes. going nowhere. I, I've had tons of therapy over this, and I can't do it anymore. But, you know, else I can think about is Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, 1961. <laughs> You know, they were comparing, they were calling them the Eminem boys, and they knew that Mano was going to go down at some point, and Maris was going to come up in another. So, you know, all I can say is thank you for even mentioning me in the same sentence as the play of Benny, because, like I said, I, I, he said something called charting uh, something. I thought he said sharding. I wasn't sure. So, uh, I wasn't sure. The dog's barking, there's shit everywhere. I don't know. 
So, you know, am I the heel now? Do I have to play the role of the heel? Am I the bad guy coming in? Is not the good guy? I guess that's what it is. But whatever it is, it's all good. It's a good time. And, of course, give me the goddamn 12, why don't you? Because I deserve yeah. it. That was Benny's it was goodbye. Favorite. It was your favorite I number. Come on. on. I just want to let everybody know that I did not hit send on that last Venmo, and that was for good reason. Now it's to save Benny and the right. player. He is rightfully the 30 champion. Bang up job for today. Bang up job. Thank you. Listen, guys, thank you for being good sports. And uh, no, appreciate all the fans out there. Appreciate all you guys on the panel. Uh, Mike, Monty, thank you for, for letting us do this every week. And uh, what's he saying out there? Oh, Dan, so, at, Dan, so just just to be clear, you end the show with a joke about replacing Benny. And now I got to come on next week and beat Benny <laughs> to get my title back. Like, is that... <laughs> It's a sick world, man. It's a sick world. It really world. is. It's oh. twisted. Just no sharding on the show, all right? You can shard, but not shard. Uh, no sharding for sure, yeah. Let's go, Brandon. That is one rule. <laughs> there aren't many rules, but no sharding let's is a rule. Let's two back onto the, onto the screen. I think Phil just wants to show off his pecs. That's what I think he's doing. <laughs> I'm laughing. Well, listen, guys. We got to get going. The Monty and the Pharaoh show is coming Where up. Where are we going now? Well, Monty and the Pharaoh show is coming up live in about 10 minutes. Yeah. So let's All that uh, money you, 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 you got to go guys. buy some new shirts and get some more wrestling trades. That's what you got to do. Absolutely. Just remember, guys, those two key words, made in America. Made in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, until, until next week, for this great panel of wrestling experts, this is ESO, and we're out of here. Later, guys. Our Danny Davis. Good day. Later. Good day. <laughs> I'm S.D. Jones all over again. Peace out. Peace out.